0: And welcome to the Women in Politics, the Breakdown episode. My name is Andrea Montenegro Polanco, and with me is my co host, Dom v. Shaw.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, today, we are going to be filming our first March episode. Speaking of, we have some very exciting announcements for you guys. Starting this m- month, we are going to be posting bi weekly. So, every two weeks, the Breakdown will be posting a new episode for you guys. It's just going to be me and Andrea. And some great discussions, um, yes, on and that some topic. possibly exciting um,
0: uh, collaborations coming up too. So watch out for that. Watch out Keep for that. Keep an eye
1: out for that. Um, and on that topic, we're also going to be changing up our topics a little bit. So as you guys have noticed, we are mostly discussing current events, some big issues, some presidential things, some national things, but we may be moving away from that for a more ambiguous discussion about specific topics. Um, So we're very excited about this. And if you'd like to see something very specific covered, make sure you reach out to us um, uh, on the Women in Politics Instagram and our email, which is in our Spotify bio. Um, Yep, go check it out go check it out. Um, yeah, this episode, email us. reach out to us. We would love to talk to you guys. Um, we would love to hear from all of you. As Andrea said last week, um, we have, uh, last month, I apologize, we have a lot of different viewers from a lot of different places. And if you guys want to see something covered um, that us as Americans um, don't really know about, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Or we'd love to have you on
0: an episode. Like, we would love to have our viewers come on to our show. That would be so cool.
1: 100%.
0: So, yeah, um, just to go into our episode now, now that we got through with announcements, um, announcements, it almost feels like we're in school. School is in session, and in class today are me and Dombi. And so, this will be our sixth episode, and we are discussing everything that happened in February. Or should I say February? Get it? Get it? That was that no, one. I am leaving my position as a a. I am not coming back from that because you did not laugh at my joke. February was cold, hence I love that. February. Um, and we would like to apologize.
1: Dombi, I'm so sad that you did not laugh at my joke. <laughs> I laughed. Was I frozen? i said that was a good one you sure sure you were frozen i did okay. See, you can't even trust anything in this virtual world
0: <laughs> you can't you cannot but we want to apologize because we filmed our episode our last episode if you listen we filmed it on valentine's day and we planned to upload it three days later so you could have like a kind of valentine's day episode but we ended up uploading it 10 days later on the 24th and this was because texas had some issues last month um, unless you have not been looking at the news at all you have not been checking social media um, you may not know about the snowstorm that hit texas and uh we've been hit with snow before like three years ago um, we were all really excited actually when the snowstorm was coming in Uh, we all thought, yay, uh, snow. Texas doesn't see that very often. We can have a fun little snow day, make a little snowman, have snowball fights. Everything that you northerners get, we were going to experience. But things turned pretty ominous when um, the ERCOT um, electricity Reliability Council, I apologize, Electric Reliability Council of Texas um, realized that They would not be able to give power to all of Texas that relies on them for power, um, because with this weather. uh, Texas would be using a lot more energy than uh, the Council has a capacity to facilitate Um, so things were not going well for for them in the days leading up. And once people heard about this, um, they started stocking up on food, supplies. It was like another um, pre-coronavirus sellout in Walmart, H U B, no toilet paper, no uh, baby formula. It was a mess. And so to alleviate the tension that was gonna be on the Texas power grid, um, ERCOT, Was going to shut down areas of the grid to be able to deviate power to essential areas like hospitals. And so this was like a perfect plan. Everyone was cool with this. All of Texas was like, okay, let's go. We're reducing power usage. We're going to keep these hospitals running. We're going to lose power for a little bit, but it's all going to be okay. We've all stepped up on supplies. and that is not how things went. That was like our perfect plan, right? And uh, we actually lost power for a week because ERCOT was unable to restore power to the areas of the grid that they took down. Um, and it was a devastating uh, situation for Texas. Um, I know saying this now, wow, Texas lost power for a week. Like how bad could that have been? And that was a sentiment that a lot of people that are not from Texas had. Um, you know, we can't take the cold, we can't take the snow, right? Um, But you guys, Texas is not built to withstand this type of weather, which is why ERCOT was not prepared for this, because like Northern electric companies usually have a reserve of energy for the extra energy usage that would go into warming homes in um, severe weather conditions. Um, So we were not prepared. Our houses are not built to insulate. Um, I live like in a beach town, we don't see snow. Like I see sand more often than I see snow. It's, it's usually like I can go to the beach in the winter and swim in the water and I'm perfectly fine. Um, we were not ready for this. And I think it, it really highlighted the disparity um, between uh, classes in Texas, because I think there was a lot of people that were incredibly privileged, including myself to have generators um, to be able to run like energy, have a heated blanket. Like my family, we had a heated blanket, our fridge was running, and we had a TV running most of the week. Um, I think for two days, we didn't have any power at all. Um, but once we got a generator, our generator going, it went well. But, you know, people of um, lower socioeconomic status, people of color, and um, more underprivileged areas. They did not have this opportunity, and they unfortunately had to deal with the freezing cold. Um, they had no way to warm themselves other than blankets and and um, whatever. Maybe even like you know, if you are if you're living in Texas and and you maybe are not as well off, usually like you don't buy winter clothes because we don't have. Serious winter here like it only gets to like 50 degrees and that's fine. Um, So I can imagine that it was horrifying to be in a situation where you don't have a sweater, you don't have any like winter clothes and all you have is like blankets to cover yourself in. Um, It got to below freezing here and that meant that over the week people had to try to keep their houses as warm as possible but that's like i said nearly impossible because our houses are not built to be insulated so some houses got down to 30 degrees inside of the home um and that's uh that's pretty cool to be in if all you have is a blanket and um no significant clothing to keep you warm and i know that another dangerous aspect of this was people uh lighting fires To keep themselves warm, like in their fireplace, or some people left their stovetops running, which is incredibly dangerous. But we were, some people were very desperate to keep their families warm and safe. Um, There were fires because of the fact that people were setting fires within their homes, you know, houses burnt down um, uh, due to the stovetops running, or like a lot of candles. Like this happened in my house. We had a million candles running, and we had our stovetop burning for a while. The carbon monoxide detector went off and carbon monoxide is a poisonous gas it is a deadly gas so if your carbon monoxide detector is going off in your house there is a problem and the only way to get the carbon monoxide out of your house is to open up the house right to filtrate the air but if you open up your house it gets really cold so that was a situation that a lot of people were in like uh they try to stay warm carbon monoxide detector went off, suddenly they have to open up a window and it is freezing cold outside. You know, to keep rooms, they, they um, you know, they recommended that you stay in one room, all doors closed, like keep everything locked um, to, to stay warm, you know, um, in that type of situation, you need to open your doors, you need to open your windows because carbon monoxide poisoning is a serious thing. And uh, that was a situation that a lot of people faced. Um, And yeah, a lot of deaths from fires, carbon monoxide poisoning, hospitalizations. And of course, like I said, this seriously impacted people of lower socioeconomic status and people of color. Um, And what did politicians do while this was happening? Uh, Well, Ted Cruz was dropping his daughter off in Cancun and Attorney General Ken Paxton and his wife were in Utah in a cabin. And while all of this happening while Governor Greg Abbott was on Fox News blaming Green energy for the situation. So definitely a, a personally as a Texan, I felt this was very disappointing. Like I said, my experience with this was not the best. Like I had a horrible week. I I'm not I watched all of my, my family's movies that we have on tape like put in, to put in the CD player. Um, and I had a heated blanket. But I cannot imagine what other people must have been going through that actually had to struggle through this because like my my worst experience was our like one of my cds being scratched and not being able to watch my movie and that's incredibly privileged of that I had such incredible privilege to be able to be in a house that was relatively warm when we uh When we opened up all of our our doors to to filtrate the carbon monoxide, um, even though our house got cold, I still had our heated blanket, so I was fine. But it's just like so unfortunate to think about the situation that other people, the deadly situations that other people must have been in. While politicians had the luxury to go on and leave Texas, go get on a plane, drive to Utah, wherever it was, they got that luxury. Um, And I would also like to say that um, uh, Governor Greg Abbott's claims of this being about green energy are completely false. It has been proven. It is a fact that renewable energy was not a factor in this. Yes, our windmills were not, um, were not uh, acting or performing, performing in full capacity. So obviously we, they, that was a lack of energy, but um, nuclear plants, solar energy was still performing at the same rates um, as before. So um, renewable energy, green energy was not to blame for this situation. If anything, it was a lack of a diversified power grid.
1: Right, and to your earlier point before about how um, other people may believe that um, what happened in Texas was an overreaction, I would just like to implore northerners to think about how if it snows outside and it's more than two inches, how we can't drive with proper salt and plowing. but it's interesting because, first of all, I would just like to point out that this really goes back to what you were talking about between about the disparities between the socioeconomic classes. Because in Texas, we saw that uh, more suburban um, and uh, more communities that were still developing didn't have the same public infrastructure that wealthier communities had, right? Um, so their roads weren't plowed as well. They weren't salted as well. And as a result, we saw so many dangerous scenarios on the road. Um, and I think we can go back to this a little bit later, but, um, it is very dangerous to drive on the road, no matter how great your snow tires are, no matter how good of a driver you are, it is very dangerous to drive on the road when it is snowing and it's icy outside, um especially when the roads haven't been plowed or salted. Um, so that really took its toll on Texas. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even like the, there was,
0: obviously there were car crashes everywhere, but like in cities where there is significant traffic, like bigger cities, like richer cities, like Houston, we saw a 100 car pileup, car wreck, a deadly car wreck. Um, because of frozen the frozen roads, um, the frozen highway, and so obviously at that point it's not even like it transcends socio the socioeconomic issues. Um, it's just an issue for all of Texas at that point. You know, in an area of high traffic, of course there's going to be a a um, a wreck if roads are not salted. Um, I did not know that that was something that was done. I don't know if like I'm just um I'm not very well versed in snow like I don't know if that's common knowledge but I did not know that people salt roads um I didn't even snow tires what is that there's different tires for snow I'm not kidding Um, this is not a joke like I genuinely don't
1: know Yeah, no, salting is done to make the roads less icy. So we do that on our driveways too, or our cars will skid off of the driveway. Um, If you see in my garage, we have a huge bag. I'm trying to show it to you on the screen, but I realized, or listen, can't see it. It is a huge bag of salt. And whenever it snows, you just sprinkle it on the stairs and on the driveway so our car doesn't skid off. Um, And the government provides for big industrial size trucks almost that have the machinery to salt the roads, right? So people don't have to do it on their own and um, it's, it's pretty sustainable. Um, so it, that, that kind of infrastructure wasn't available in Texas because it doesn't snow and it's a big investment. Um, for states like New Jersey, New York, it's, it's not as bad considering that they need to do it often to make sure that doctors and essential workers get to their place of work, um, ambulances, fire trucks, um, all of those are able to get to where they need to be without a lot of pileup. Um, oh, and snow tires, by the way, are some things that most trucks and ha- um, trucks and big vehicles have, and it just provides more grip.
0: Wow, that's crazy. I did not know any of this. All I knew about was snowshoes. I know that when you go out in the snow and it's very deep, you wear snowshoes, but I don't even think that's a thing that y'all do in New Jersey because the snow isn't even that deep up there. That's like in Ant- Antarctica like you're living in an igloo wait do you say igloo or igloo igloo
1: igloo igloo igloo,
0: igloo. igloo. is igloo. that is
1: that a regional difference that we
0: have um i think that's just me not having english as a first language uh disparate difference disparity look at us look at me saying disparity for everything now um No, I think it's just me not being able to pronounce things properly. Um, But yeah, uh, that's all I knew about, if anything, my ignorance on all of this terminology shows you how ill-equipped Texas was. Um, I'm not representative for the whole of Texas, but I'm sure there are people that are probably as clueless as me um, that struggled through that. Like, I'm pretty sure I would not have done as well through that entire situation if I had not had my stepdad here because my mom works at a natural gas plant and so obviously natural gas plants needed to uh, start acting at full capacity to be able to bring back power because they were one of the biggest contributors to the whole situation. I don't know if I'm incriminating my mom with this but she's, she's a manager at a natural gas plant here in Texas and she left my house and did not come home for the entire week. She slept at her office because that was how dire of a situation these energy companies were in. And they were really trying to get power back. You know, they were really trying. It was just a horrible situation for everybody. Um, it was just, I I do not have the survival skills necessary to make it through cold weather. Um, so I'm sure that a lot of people struggled well i'm not even sure i i I mean it's a fact that a lot of people people died it was deadly um and it was horrible for texas um i think now it's being labeled as one of the worst not um natural disasters even though it's technically like it's snow it's not a natural disaster but um it's one of the most costly uh situations that texas climate situations that texas has had
1: Yeah, I don't blame anyone in Texas either. It's hard to deal with something like this, especially when you don't have any prior experience with it. Um, Snow of this degree is hard for any state, but when your government is incapable of handling it, which we'll also circle back to considering um, how Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz have been in the news a lot recently for many different reasons. um, When they're unable to handle something like that, it it can get very dangerous for constituents which is why i'm i think we should talk about how ted cruz vanished to cancun to yeah. supposedly drop off his daughters um, which he clarified in a tweet later but uh, you know it's if your daughters are young enough for you to have to drop off to cancun they're also young enough for you to say no um, that your state, that the one that you vowed to serve um, is in danger. And personally, that little Ted Cruz fiasco brought me back to, um, I believe it was 2011, when New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, who's a big name Republican now, he's running for president in 2024. um, He ordered a government shutdown and during one of the biggest, busiest summer weekends of the entire year um, in which New Jersey, which, is, which thrives off of its tourist revenue, um, he shut down all the beaches, all the national parks um, in a weekend that was supposed to be very, very profitable for local businesses, for beach-based businesses, um, and then went to the beach himself so he could have a private beach. Um, and you're he kidding. never recovered from that. No, I'm not. That He never recovered from that. However, I don't see Ted Cruz being held accountable in the same way. Um, I, think, I think Ted Cruz, personally, I,
0: I Ted Cruz is like, I'm sorry if you're, you like Ted Cruz, but I think Ted Cruz is greatly disliked, may I even say hated, from both sides of the political aisle. Ted Cruz is like, just he's just gross as a Texan I do not like him he he's and like okay you take your daughters to Cancun like that's fine sure but like this was happening during a crisis in the state that you were sworn to serve like okay you go to Cancun um with with your daughters you drop them off to keep them safe when you come back shouldn't you be doing everything that you can to Um, help uh, the communities, the underprivileged communities, the people that were not able to catch a flight to Cancun and go sip piña coladas on the beautiful beaches of Mexico. Shouldn't you be going to these communities and making sure that they are safe? Shouldn't you be making sure that they get power? My ranch, I have a ranch, my family has a ranch. it's in a very rural, rural area surrounded by other ranches, um, where you know land is cheap. You buy a ranch, you build a house on it. It's, it's pretty much it. You buy a couple of acres. Um, it's, it's something for for people um, that come down to Texas and like they want to just live off of the land. A lot of people go out and buy ranches. Um, But it's becoming a more like there are cities that are starting to sprout up around the area uh like Kerrville um that are becoming really big cities and um you know I think we did not get power if I'm I'm trying to remember this correctly so I don't give you like any wrong information but uh, I think it was a week ago maybe a week and a day ago um was when we got power back at the ranch and um thinking about that like we don't even live at a ranch full time like we have a cabin there but i cannot imagine the people that do live off there year round what they must have been experiencing in a place where like you get well water you're like 700 feet above sea level like here we're like in the negative sea level in corpus christi but up in mountain home where my ranch is located You're pretty high up, at least for Texas. You know, we don't have very many hills, but mountain home is in the hill country. Um, I cannot imagine how cold it must have been. Um, The water pipes, they freeze. So uh, the only access to water is well water. Um, And if the well water isn't running to your house, you don't have water. Um, The supermarkets are completely empty because people stocked up. Um, you have no way to stay warm. Usually, you can't set a fi- many fires out there because it's like completely brush. So if you set a fire or your house sets on fire, your land is gonna set on fire, and that is horrible. Um, you don't know, you do not want that. So I cannot imagine how these people in that area um, must have felt having not having power for that long. It's such a horrible situation. Um, And as if things could not get worse, March 2nd, three days ago, Greg Abbott announces that he's lifting the mask mandate for businesses and uh, lifting restrictions for businesses. Um, This move was widely celebrated and um, wildly looked down upon because obviously we're still in the middle of a pandemic or not in the middle, hopefully near the end, right? Near the end half. And uh, and experts are saying, you know, we need to continue. Maybe we need to start double masking. Maybe we need to go into 2022 with more masks. We should continue with, with our schools, how they are, you know, keep, keep all of this up. And um, Greg Abbott is like, it's fine. Um, businesses have to open, no more mask mandate. Um, As far as we know, schools still have a mask mandate. I'm not sure about that. Um, But Greg Abbott also tells us to listen to experts. So the experts that are telling us to do the opposite of what Abbott is legislating, uh, you know, Greg Abbott doesn't seem to be taking his own advice in this situation. It's just something that has me scratching my head because um, obviously like Texas is like six, at the time that he announced it, announced the the uh, lifting of the mask mandate, um, Texas was only 6.5% vaccinated. And rather than show this figure, which is considerably low when considering the number of, um, the percentage of people that are not vaccinated, he just to say how many millions of Texans were vaccinated, kind of like to make, the number bigger not to make him look bad cherry picking is what it is so um uh very very upsetting to see to see that happen like he goes on fox news blames green energy for the whole um situation and then lifts a mass mandate like two tragedies in texas back to back
1: It's interesting um and that I I feel like the move was calculated considering um, spring break for colleges and high schools, right? Uh, Andrea, who lives in Texas before this episode, was just telling me how last year, um, right after the pandemic officially kickstarted in the United States. I'm saying kickstarted as if it's like some sort of big event. um, No, when the pandemic first took its toll in the United States, um, spring break was celebrated. high in in a lot of different ways in in Texas. Um, Of course, I didn't see anything like that up north because of the high government regulations. Um, But Andrea also says that she sees very similar celebration this year, um, which I think is partially inspired by the rhetoric that our elected officials are taking on. Um, Last year was, I thought it was Donald Trump. no, I'm going to be completely fair, I thought he was the problem and I thought once Joe <laughs> Biden wins this election, he's going to swoop in like a little superhero, um, take us all out of this funk and and try to finally knock some sense into us, you know, show us pictures of Andrew Fauci and be like, you see this man, he's always right. He's telling you to stay home, put yes, on a mask, right. yeah, wash your hands, um, get the vaccine. Um, and But... Unfortunately, that didn't happen the way we thought it would. Um, people are still celebrating because they're being encouraged by their local officials who they undoubtedly feel closer to um, because they they represent more of the local population. Um, and so because Texas lifted its mask mandate, which I personally think was, um, was done in consideration of the, tourism and travel industry of Texas um, right before spring break so because they did that it's Texas is now a very attractive hot spot for young high schoolers and college students who believe that they they do not have as much to lose from the pandemic as um, other people do
0: and guys it's really bad like in my in my town where well, not technically my town, like an hour away from my town, where the beaches are nicer um, <laughs> and better equipped for partying. Um, it it is really bad. Like seeing all of the crowds, they get like DJs that come down to the beaches, and it's just a massive mosh pit of people on the beach. A hot spot for coronavirus, and obviously this would happen either way. Um, but Dobby made a really good point, like. Um, Could this be a possible move um, of Texas protecting businesses? Um, I'm not sure. Over the, you know, public health. I'm sure that could be um, one of the reasons because obviously our economy was hit very hard by this. Um, But, you know, either way, our cases have been decreasing since January. Like there is a light at the end of this tunnel, even though this is a very horrible situation. Texas is the biggest state to have done this. So, you know, other states hopefully don't follow in our footsteps and they continue to follow guidelines um, and what experts say. But cases in Texas have been decreasing since January. So, um, you know, that's that's something good. And like uh, Abbott had pointed out, there were a couple of million of Texans that have been vaccinated. I think now it's closer to like eight percent at the time that he he did the mandate it was like at 6.5 like i said earlier but now it's closer to eight percent so we're slowly moving forward the biden administration has already said that they have enough vaccines, they should have enough vaccines to vaccinate all american adults by may so that's super exciting um but you know like i don't think we've talked about pandemic fatigue before let's not let it get to us we have now reached a year of being in this pandemic And we should not let all of the hard work that we have put in um, to make sure that we stay safe um, or at least the hard work that some people put in because I know there were others that did not feel the need to wear a mask, follow guidelines um, and whatnot, some of them being politicians, our own politicians. But um, I think we cannot let the hard work go to waste Let's just push through this year, 2022, and hopefully, or, you know, not even this entire year, maybe by the end of the year, we'll be able to go back to school with masks um, completely 100%. You know, it's a possibility. Biden wants us to be back by May. I generally, I personally don't think that's going to happen, but maybe next year, senior year, Dombey and I are both juniors, maybe our senior year will be semi-normal, you know? Um, I think there's a light at the end of this tunnel, and I think we need to listen. I agree with Greg Abbott. We should listen to the experts. Unfortunately, the experts are telling Greg Abbott that he's wrong and he doesn't seem to be listening.
1: It's, it's awful because sometimes politicians are under, the, are under the impression that they know better than the experts and that rubs off on their followers. I know last time we said something about influencers having a position in the media, having a position in the world and abusing that to spew your own rhetoric is inherently harmful, um, right? There, there are a lot of people in this country who will blindly believe anything their favorite politician tells them. And I'm not saying this is just a conservative thing. I'm saying this is definitely something that exists on the left too. And as, as I've said before, I could do a whole episode yeah. on probably educating.
0: While we're on this, let me bring it up real quick. Um, the Biden administration, Um, Let's talk about the Syria airstrike and um, them opening up a Trump era immigration center. So, um, I'm going to keep this super brief because we did want to talk mainly about the issues here in Texas and February, but, um, you know. I I left that time. Yeah, you chuckled. Yeah, I'll give you that. You did chuckle and you didn't freeze like Texas did. Oh, man. I got another one. one. That one was was really good. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But like, Biden um, has done some things that were not very well um, received. However, outcry in the public, um, for some, was underwhelming. Some people felt that there should have been more of an outcry, you know, where uh, people were asking, where were the people that were calling to have kids out of cages at the border, you know? And... This is all just a result of partisanship to me. I think the people that voted, I think there were two groups of people that voted for Biden. One group voted for Biden because he was not Trump. And there was another group that voted for him because they were genuinely supporters of Biden and felt that he was a good fit to be president. Um, and I are personally not, I don't, well, we didn't vote for him. So I guess we're not in either group. But we, we do not think well, I think that we, this goes to be said about Biden in general, I, I don't know if this is a fact, I guess it's my opinion, but I think Biden isn't necessarily the best person fit in the entirety of America to be president. But, you know, we are working with what we had and he was elected. Um, he was elected, some people celebrated it, some people were, were not happy about it. But that is what happened. And now we need, he needs to be held accountable.
1: Right. Um. I know a lot of people who are saying, we settled for Biden, don't forget that. We need to continue to hold him accountable. Um. But I think the main thing that we get out of this is that for a very long time, Biden will not be able to establish his own legacy when it comes to um, domestic policy, right? Foreign policy, he, I think he's already done that. Um. But when it comes to domestic policy, for the first two months so far, all we've seen is that He attempts to um, first reverse all of Trump era legislation and then he tries to bring back Obama era legislation, right? Um, That's kind of what he's been riding on for a very long time. But it's unfortunate that we're seeing him roll out Trump era, well, I would say reform, but I'm using that term very liberally. Um, And the fact that he's instating border camps like this is inhumane to me, but it also shows that it's, it's hard for politicians to live up to all of our expectations, um, but this is, an, this is a very hotly debated issue, right? And it, it's personally, I I mean, not personally, I think this is a view that most people share. I think people shouldn't be tortured in their effort to come here to find a better life Um, after their own countries are ruined for them. Um, But, you know, it's disappointing to me to see that not only is he not trying to establish his own legacy, he's building off of those, the worst parts of Obama and Trump's legacies, right? Um, We discussed Trump's, but I think it's time to talk about how he's also very similar to Obama in that he just launched an airstrike um, in Syria, right? Um, Of course, we don't know all the, specific classified details of that yet Um, but it's it's unfortunate that the United States isn't making the progress as we thought it would right Um, for the last month I know Andrea was saying this earlier um, for the last month we've seen neutral reform right mostly undoing stuff bringing back some basic things um, but seeing that he's, um, uh, seeing that he's bringing back the stuff that we really didn't want in this country anymore, the stuff that we complained about the most during the Trump administration, I think that shows to me that he doesn't represent me as, as a constituent, right? right? The fact that he's not listening to that, the public's grievances is disappointing.
0: But I think at the end of the day, like like you said, we're not progressing. We're, if anything, regressing here in Texas on a national stage. Um, and the key to progress, the sacred, the sacred piece to progress, I personally think is accountability. We need to hold politicians accountable. We need to hold Biden accountable. And we need to hold Greg Abbott accountable um, for their actions, their legislation. Um, because at the end of the day, um, we had a lot of issues with America before, right? And we thought, okay, Biden, okay, this was kind of a dream. But we thought maybe if Biden is, is elected, maybe some things will be fixed. Um, like you said, we, we settled for Biden. That's, that's the sad truth of it. Um, and we were like, okay, maybe we'll have better coronavirus response, which we've had but we can't let the fact that we just because we have a new president just because he's in a different party just because maybe he was not as bad if you personally don't think that he was as bad as our previous president like it does not matter because he still needs to be held accountable and if you are not holding him accountable because you are you support him then you are no better than the supporters of our previous president who I am not I'm literally not even going to name him anymore I'm so tired of talking about him he is Voldemort now. Voldemort. I will be referring to to our previous president as Voldemort. Um, <laughs> moldy moldy, moldy moldy. yeah. So moldy moldy. he's out of office. But, you know, when he did something wrong, I think what enabled him to continue to do things that a lot of people did not agree with was that his supporters did not hold him accountable. You know, we kind of, even all of America, just we just kind of, like, let him be like be a little moldy boldy in the White House and just sit there and do things that made everyone really angry and and made everyone really upset and we just let him do that for four years and we cannot let that happen we can't enable another moldy voldy. we can't let that happen again
1: and and not even we let it happen I think some of us were kind of entertained by it um and we saw that how that played out yeah, well, sure. I mean, of course, we made a lot of jokes at Donald Trump's expense, but I feel like not saying anything directly, not holding him accountable, we saw how that played out on January 6th, right? Um, and because of the Capitol riots, entertaining a president in their in their wrongs it never works out for Americans, right? Um, we need to make ourselves heard, make ourselves the Republican democracy that we were created as. Um, and and really take advantage of our privilege here. Um, we get to represent ourselves in government and especially in trying times like this, that there's nothing more important than that. Yeah,
0: I think it's um, something that I was thinking about earlier today, like before becoming involved with women in politics, I was just like a writer. I didn't really like, I kept up with news but I wasn't really incredibly involved in politics. Like obviously I had my opinions. Um, But just working for women in politics, I realized that you don't have to be involved with politics um, just because you want to go into the field. I mean, you personally, we were talking about this yesterday, you personally want to go into business. I'm going into um, like microbiology and and later on medical school, you know, Um, we both don't want to be career politicians, but um, as two people that have a voice in a democracy, keeping up with politics is important. And, you know, there's always a chance to go on and hold public office later on in life. Um, and um, I think the best way, if you want to be a, a um, agent of change, if you personally want to be an um, advocate for something, you should run for office and, you know, you should have your your um, policies. And obviously our two party system makes it very hard for just, you um, people to come in with different ideas maybe ideas that uh blend blend both parties or ideas that maybe are outside of of any any idea made before because usually you know a new idea is introduced and one of the two major parties will just eat it and it's theirs now they're like a parasite um and uh, but like it's just so to me like politics is still so important, you know, even if you, you you are a regular person.
1: Yeah, and to that point, even if you're not planning on holding public office, um, self-government through voting is still a very important institution in the United States. It's something that we have the privilege to take advantage of um, in order to hold people accountable. Um, so with that being said, um, I think it's important that our little segment on Texas, which we both apparently had a lot to say about. Um, uh, we,
0: this was not supposed to be an entire episode about Texas, by the way, guys, but I think bad. it's about to be an episode about Texas because we're not about to go past an hour of
1: filming. That is crazy. That is insane. Um, but it it just goes to show how um, even on a local level, um, things, current events can, on a local level can really impact the entire nation. Um, so keep being great guys. Go yeah, wear yeah. your mask, wash your hands, um, go outside in a very limited capacity. Don't go inside anyone else's house. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, But but still go outside maybe touch some grass and know. a lot of
0: touch some grass some, a lot of people are getting vaccinated my mom got vaccinated so I'm super excited um yeah why did you shoot was so shocked my mom got vaccinated I have not been vaccinated my brother has not been vaccinated but that's because we're still under the age I think you have to be 17 to get the Moderna or is it yeah I think two I of them, them the johnson and johnson and the other one are for adults and then there's one that you can get like at 17 so um i'll have to wait till may to get my vaccine or maybe it's 16 i don't know we'll have to look up the specifics for that but um i'm still too young so um wait i wait zombie i am 16 maybe i am yeah. old enough. either way i didn't get the vaccine my mom 20. did She's fine. She has not grown a third eye. She does not have any extra fingers or toes. She's feeling great. Um, she, just, she just went out for a bike ride. You know, her limbs are functioning properly. So if you hear anything um, being spread about the vaccines, I can attest. Obviously, some people have allergies. So definitely make sure that you don't have an allergy to the vaccine because that would be very unfortunate. But just like adverse health effects, um, just from a normal uh, woman in her 40s, my mom is doing great so I can attest to that
1: and is she microchipped yet or no I um
0: I'm not I'm not sure maybe I need to go like do a metal detector like just like have her stand in front of me and like metal detect her um yeah she she's not microchipped she's not feeling She's not feeling anything different
1: and and she's definitely not gay either right did you, did you read the QAnon um, conspiracy theories about how vaccinations may change your sexual orientation? Oh, um, did you just ask me if my mom is gay? As if, as if your sexual orientation isn't a part of your identity that can't be changed through a vaccine? Um, I'm not sure.
0: I can't tell you if my mom is feeling homosexual tendencies because I don't think she would tell me that. Uh, because that is her personal business, but, wow, that, that was a big question, wow.
1: It's a loaded one. I'm in tears. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what the QAnon supporters have to say about this one. Um, oh my god. Because, <laughs> but, oh, we love the
0: LGBTQ plus community, sorry, that just took me by, like, wow, it really
1: I hit. realized that, it's not your, your, your sexual orientation is not something that can be changed with a vaccine.
0: Yeah. So yep. yeah, my mom is deaf. I don't, I do not. Okay. I can't say that for certain because I'm not my mom, but I, I do not think my mom is gay. Um, I do not think her sexual orientation changed because of the vaccine. Like I said, she's feeling great. Um, and this whole situation, it's going to get better. So just make sure that you keep following. Also, there was this thing that I saw where people were kind of starting to judge vaccines by the provider, because I know that the Johnson & Johnson, mm-hmm. it's a single shot vaccine, um, which is different from the, the two Moderna and um, Pfizer because uh, they're two they're two shots that you have to get to be a complete, um, but Johnson & Johnson is one. So it's, it's technically not as effective at preventing coronavirus, but I wanna make sure to let all of our viewers know, this is a fact that all of these vaccines do prevent serious illness like they they all prevent serious illness from coronavirus um and they significantly lower the chance um if they don't take it down to zero they significantly lower your chance of catching this and being hospitalized and then passing away so if you have the chance to go get the vaccine please go get it like do not just think okay i'm not going to get the johnson and johnson like we need to get what we can get um especially with the new strains of Mm -hmm. this makes Greg Abbott's decision, I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but this makes his decision even crazier, because we have new strains of coronavirus um, that are developing that are considered to be more uh, contagious and possibly be more deadly. We still are not seeing the impact of them, because obviously we're getting vaccinated, which is very good. Um, But, you know, I'll just continue to be cautious. Don't party too hard over spring break, like the people down here in, in my Don't town. party at
1: all. You can party in your house with your people, with your family. Yeah. Um, sure. Or maybe outside with a mask on. I don't know. Just social distance. Stay six feet apart. Mm-hmm.
0: I love how this became like a coronavirus PSA, but you know, it, it's a very important one. <laughs> um, and I just think that's like- yeah, just two teenagers informing our audience about how to stay safe. I think this is incredibly, incredibly important to do either way. And I think that about wraps up our episode. Um, this was a pretty crazy February and we can't wait to get into March. Okay, that joke is getting a little old, but we love you guys and we hope that you stay safe um, and stay tuned because we have some very exciting um, uh, new collaborations coming up and also- In this month. Yeah, in this month, so make sure to come back for our episode at the end of the month. Um, And what was I going to say? Oh, or a different format. So um, we're definitely going to have some different topics, maybe not current news anymore, but you know, maybe we'll have a better breakdown because of that.
1: Maybe we will. And as always, we thank you guys so much for listening to us and staying so great, such great supporters, Um, and have a great two weeks. Yep. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye, guys.
0: Bye, guys.